I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is most men are wallpaper. What does this mean? It means that most men, like wallpaper, are functionally invisible, both to other men and more to the point, to women. And this is interesting because it's in stark contrast to what we typically see in nature. In nature, it's the females who are drab and camouflaged and the males who are spectacularly arrayed. And this kind of makes sense. If the females are precious because they are the limiting factor of reproduction for the species, it makes sense that they should be as inconspicuous as possible. There is safety in inconspicuousness in a world full of predation. On the other hand, the male's conspicuousness also makes sense as it is used as a proxy for health and superior genetics in the female's sexual selection. The most obvious example of this is that peacocks, cocks, are the fabulous males, whereas peahens, hens, are cryptic by comparison. However, the natural world is full of observations that uh, back up this particular point. However, in modern humans, there has been an incredible reversal in this phenomenon in intersexual dynamics. Just look at the Oscars or any gala celebration. The men all dress alike in the same black and white tuxedo, whereas each woman is an individual extravaganza, a unique spectacle of color, form, and design. In many respects, the men just seem to exist as foils to highlight the women's beauty, like a simple setting for a dazzling jewel. How did this happen? You know, I'm not really sure. But I'm here to tell you that continuing in this vein of inconspicuousness is very, very dangerous for men. Listen closely. The biggest risk a man can take in his life is not taking a risk. If a man does not take a risk, the world passes him by, and that will be the end of him. If a man does not put himself out there, no one is going to come by to make sure he's okay. No one is going to give him money. No one is going to give him sex or love. He will get nothing from no one. Gentlemen, you have to risk it for the biscuit. And this is just not the case with women. Is this equal? No. Is this fair? No. Is that the way it is? Yeah. Work with it, and if possible, make it work for you. Take a risk, and one way to do that is to stand out from your immediate environment. I was having a talk with Logan Yuri recently, and she told me that she often receives the same complaint from women she's advising in a dating context in the Bay Area, namely that all the men are the same, which in the Bay Area apparently means that they all work in tech and do rock climbing as a hobby. Now, in a different city or a different part of the world, a man who worked in tech and did rock climbing as a hobby would be an interesting anomaly. In San Francisco, however, it's apparently par for the course. So in San Francisco, working in tech and doing rock climbing as a hobby is wallpaper. Wallpaper is not inherent. It is contingent upon your immediate environment and your immediate competition. If you are functionally indistinguishable from your immediate environment and your immediate competition, then you lose the game of mating and dating. Men have to stand out. This means that you have to create a contrast between 
yourself and your immediate environment and competition in order to even be visually recognizable as an individual man. Without this, you are simply field, not focus, and the world will pass you by. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message. It's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. And you can also hit the super thanks button, which is those three little dots in the lower right-hand corner beneath the video, and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you derive from this episode. I really do appreciate your support. So how does a man do this? How does he separate himself from his field? What I'd like you to consider is that the way men present themselves, especially with respect to how they dress, is like branding. It helps to think of dating in a sense like marketing. You want to create a brand to give a certain impression to your potential customers, which should motivate them to look more carefully at what you have to offer. You might have the best product or service in the world. However, if you cannot capture attention through marketing, you might not survive as a business. And just like marketing, it's all right for the branding to, let's say, be a selective or exaggerated version of what you potentially have on offer. It shouldn't be completely disjointed from what's on the menu, and as that will simply create problems further down the sales funnel, but it certainly doesn't have to be isomorphic with the menu. Now, what does this mean in practice? Basically, a woman should be able to look at you, at your branding, and come away with a decent idea of what might be in store for her on a date. And just like branding, amazingly enough, this can be accomplished through careful attention to your appearance. I'm going to walk you through what that might look like using an example from an unlikely place. So I, I've never played this game personally. I don't even remember how I learned about this game, but there is a text-based dating simulator out there called Dream Daddy, in which you play the teenage daughter of a gay man who is trying to match her father up with another Dream Daddy. I've put a link to the image I'm going to discuss in the pinned comment below. I'd like you to click on it so you can follow along. It's one of the best ways I know to explain to men this idea of dating as marketing. This is going to be fun. Again, I've never played this game, so I have no idea if what I'm about to say is accurate to the world of the game, but that's not actually relevant to our intents and purposes here. Did you click on the link? Okay, you can see that there are seven dream daddies, and they all have a very specific look to them, don't they? From just a sliver of their appearances, we can make some plausible guesses as to what might be in store for us if we were to date that particular daddy. Let's begin on the left and work our way to the right. Now, this first guy, oh, he's obviously bad boy daddy. We'd probably meet him at a dive bar, play some pool, and drive off on the back of his motorcycle without wearing a helmet. So dangerous. Next up is Vamp Daddy. He's a sensual romantic, into fine wines and classical beauty. I'm imagining a sumptuous dinner, stargazing, and foreplay by the fire. In the third spot is Professor Daddy. If you're a sapiosexual, he's your man. He likes to have intellectual conversations, and he'll probably invite you to soirees on campus where you can match wits with the literati. 
Coming in at number four is Country Club Daddy. He's obviously rich, probably from old money. He likes polo and yachting and tennis. He knows all the right people and vacations somewhere fabulous. Next up is Fitness Daddy. You'll likely hit the gym with him, do a yoga class, make some protein smoothies, and give each other massages, you know, to loosen up the fascia. Next up is Creative Daddy. He's maybe a musician or a designer or a photographer. He's too school for cool, and he knows all the best live music venues and underground bars. Finally, you have Big Bear Daddy. He's just down to have a good time. Maybe a barbecue next to his backyard pool. Nothing pretentious, crispy canned beers, low-key fun, and good vibes. Okay, <laughs> so does this actually happen in the game? I have no fucking clue, but that's not really the point. The point is that we can extrapolate a reasonable fantasy of what we have in store by associating from these appearances. They all make a statement. None of them are wallpaper. We can even consider these seven to be male dating archetypes. They communicate an emotionally compelling idea, which means they are marketable. They are, there are definitely others than these seven, but this is a good place to start. Now, men, I want you to look at yourselves. If we dropped you in an unfamiliar place and people could only see what you looked like, could they get a plausible sense of who you are and what you're about? If not, then you're wallpaper. Spending just a little time and money on differentiating yourself is time and money well spent. Women are really sensitive to these kinds of things. Having a vibe and a coherent look to your appearance will differentiate you from your immediate environment and competition. It's a risk to stand out, but it might be more of a risk not to. What do you think? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.